mini-series in the book of Joshua, looking at uh, particularly Joshua uh, and also some of the people around him. And we're going to be doing that over uh, once a month over the next uh, few months. And, um, and uh, the reason I wanted to do this is because, uh, well, there's various reasons, but I mean, I've always loved uh, the Old Testament. It, I, I grew up, uh, I used to re- read the stories, uh, and I learned them, and I always still learn them in, in junior church and, and so on. And, and we, uh, and, but I, I've always loved um, just reading through the Old Testament. And I know some people find the Old Testament quite a challenge. Um, but I would, I would encourage you, and I hope, hope through, through what we share over the next uh, few sessions, you will also see the, the, the real value of, of looking at the Old Testament and seeing in it some of the wonderful themes um, that we associate with the New Testament. And, um, and one of the things that, that, that as, I, as I was growing up, I loved the stories. But as I, as I grew up and as I, and actually from being baptised in the Holy Spirit at the age of whatever it was, I suddenly started to see the Old Testament in a new light. And, and particularly the things that I love about the Old Testament is finding Jesus there. Amen. And that is probably the thing that I love the most. That whenever you read through a passage, I'm looking, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? And he, he turns up all over the place. He's there all the way through it. And, um, and that gives you hope. Uh, because Jesus is ultimately our hope, isn't he? But if he turns up in the Old Testament, there's hope there too. And, um, and so, uh, and the story of Joshua, uh, well, straight away, hopefully those that are biblical scholars will know uh, where Jesus starts there. Um, anybody know the meaning of uh, the, the, the name Joshua? Saviour? Yeah, very good. Jesus saves. It is the Hebrew version of Jesus. You don't have to look too far to find... Now, obviously Joshua wasn't Jesus, but he was a, a type of Christ. He, he, what he did and how he behaved was a, a picture. Not a perfect picture, but a picture of Jesus. Uh, but just li- Jesus literally turns up in a number of places anyway. Uh, Joshua meets him uh, in one of the things, and, and Moses... Uh, meets him and, and so on and so and so Jesus just turns up he just because he you can't keep a good man down I suppose is, is what you want to say he just loves turning up way before he was actually born and um, but also there are images of Jesus all the way through the Old Testament um, things that, that went on uh, that are picture of what Jesus was going to do and, uh, and and as we go through this you'll see um, uh, we'll see some of those things. But the other thing which is really important and, and I want to bring out in this little series is the fact that the wonderful themes that we talk a lot about, the themes of sonship, of identity, of grace and of hope and of joy, they're all Old Testament themes. They're just sometimes a little bit hidden. And, uh, and what that says to me is that actually God's intent wasn't simply, oh, he had a good idea in Jesus. Um, and, and from Jesus, he, he's had this idea that actually we could be full of hope and full of joy. No, that was it, the intent from eternity, Amen. past to eternity future. That was what's built into him, is that all the way through, through all creation, he wanted this relationship with people, he wanted them to experience his hope and joy, and it's right there from the word go. And it's not something that Paul made up. 
It's not something that happened even uh, when Jesus was first uh, came on earth. It was there always. And so when we look into these things, we look into something that is, uh, that is absolutely ingrained in God's purpose for his people. And, uh, and it gives us such confidence that because it was always there, it's for us today. It was never intended, it was never, oh it wasn't then, uh, it, it was at this point but it won't be now. And it will be, you know, it's, it's always there. And so I get excited about seeing uh, the, the plan and the purposes of God revealed uh, in the Old Testament. We have to handle it carefully. There are difficult passages in the Old Testament, I'm not denying that. Uh, but I, I want us to see that actually there is a whole thing here. Uh, I've heard it said that the God of the Old Testament is so different to the God of New. That's not the case. It's not the case. Uh, and, and I want us to, just to, to look at that, that theme as we, as we look at this. This is a, um, a chance for us to, to really get something of the heart of God for his people. Okay, that was just a, an introduction which probably went on too long. Anyway. Okay, let's, um, let's, and we're going to read. Uh, we're going to read the first few verses of Joshua um, and chapter 1. Do you have that up there, guys? Okay. So it says there, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land I'm about to give you, to, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will expend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Amen. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to the, my, their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you will be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Yeah. It's a wonderful passage, a wonderful interaction between God and Joshua. He's come to Joshua and he's equipping him, he's speaking to him face to face, we don't quite know how this interaction took place, it's not said, but clearly Joshua encountered God at this point and God put into him such confidence, such hope that he was going to lead his people into the land that God had promised. And, um, and, and what I want to look at today is what, what does that mean for us, how do we interpret that? How do we understand this inheriting or going into the land that was promised from Joshua? How can we understand that for ourselves? And uh, um, and do we have such an inheritance that they had here? Now, the Bible talks a lot about inheritance, and in the New Testament, it talks about an inheritance in heaven. So, um, in Peter. It talks about an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you. 
And that's a wonderful, wonderful truth. That actually we are one day going to be with Jesus, face to face, with him forever. And we're going to have such a glorious inheritance uh, that is kept in heaven. It's never going to perish, spoil or fade. It's there for us. And we are going to one day uh, enjoy that forever. And it's going to be glorious. It's going to be wonderful. And, uh, and it's something to look forward to. And Paul, uh, you know, when he, was, uh, when he was challenged about what was going on, he said, oh, uh, I, I, I don't know whether to be here or to be in heaven, which is better by far with Christ. And so he understood the tension of, of, of the wonders of heaven. Um, but the, the difficulty, or, or, or certainly for me as I was growing up in, in the church I grew up in, there was a lot of emphasis on this. To the extent that, that's all that you could look forward to. There was a limitation on what you could expect here. And, and so, you know, and, and it was good. There was a good emphasis on, on heaven. There was a good emphasis on, on, on the glories to come. But there was less of an emphasis on what we could inherit and expect now. And I can remember, uh, I've probably said it here, um, uh, that my, you know, in the youth group, the youth group, uh, particularly, and I've, I've talked about my sister before, she was quite a, a live wire in that youth group. And she sort of, not stirred us up, but she, she used to sort of make up things and think, you know, and she used to, and one of the things she said, let's, let's, add, a, let's add a new beatitude, blessed. And she said, I mean, you've probably heard this uh, other, uh, from other places, but she said, she said, what, this seems to be, this Christian life is, blessed are those who expect nothing, for they will never be disappointed. <laughs> and there was this sense in which the Christianity that we were being taught was, uh, let's not expect too much here, because glory's coming. Yeah, so just grin and bear it. Uh, it's not that, you know, do, we do your best, but, you know, heaven's coming. So hang on. And, and, and she wasn't happy with this. And she sort of, you know, she was saying, well, that's, that can't be it. That can't be it. Like, there's got to be more. And, uh, and so, you know, and, and she just, you know, and, and, and she was, uh, went, went and stirred us and, and actually spurred us on. Not, not in a bad way, but said, actually, no, there must be more than this. There's got to be more. What, what does it mean when the Bible talks that we get eternal life now? What does that mean? You know, we have eternal life in heaven, but we've got it now. That must mean something. That must, it must affect the way I live. It must affect the way I experience life. And, um, but there's also other things that have come. You know, so we, look at, we can look at uh, uh, the, the Joshua going into the promised land, and that's been interpreted as going into heaven. And some of the spirituals that have been sung, and if you ever go to an England rugby match, you'll sing about this. Uh, Swing Low Sweet Chariot is all about that. It's about, I looked over Jordan and what did I see? Coming for to carry me home, a band of angels. So, so the, crossing the River Jordan and going into Promised Land is, was seen as going to heaven. Now the problem with that... The problem with that is it means that actually the Christian life is lived in the desert. Ah. Because that's what, that's what they were going from and to. They were, and we'll look at this. They were, they were going from the desert to the promised land. So therefore, if, that, if that's heaven, then actually the Christian life is one lived in the desert. That's what you can expect. 
And I, I, that's, not, that's not the interpretation that I believe is right. No. You see, the first thing to say is that Joshua was told to be strong and courageous. Because you've got some battles ahead. Yeah. Let me say, when I get to heaven, I'm not expecting battles. Mm. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy what's there. There's no battles in heaven. The battle was done. So that doesn't make sense. That's a wrong. Inter- I can't understand if jo- if that is heaven. Why is the battles there? Why has jo- Joshua got to fight for it? So it can't mean that. It can't mean that. So so an understanding of the promised land is actually something that they were inheriting now. It was something that. So so we can look at this as actually. So so what does that mean for me? What does that mean for us? What what can I expect? What can I anticipate? Um, you know, in, inheriting on earth now. What's, what's my part in this? just want to um, quickly do a, a recap just so that you're clear of, of where we've got to in this story. It's a wonderful story um, of the Exodus. And um, I'm sure most of you are well aware that it's a wonderful picture of New Testament salvation. The people of Israel were slaves in Egypt... They were kept uh, bound by Egypt, and yet God brought about a deliverance. And it's a picture of us before we came to Christ. We were bound up in sin, we were bound up in, uh, in death, if you like, and, and we were there slaves. And then God comes, and with great power he brings them out. And, and, and the greatest, if you like, the greatest picture of Jesus in the Old Testament is seen at the Passover, where the Passover lamb is... is uh, is killed and the blood is spread on the doorposts and when the angel sees it he passes over it's a, it's a, I love that story because it just pictures so well what Jesus does for us in saving us his sacrifice for us to overcome all that was against us to, to cover our sin and then to lead us out into what God's got for us and it's a wonderful, wonderful picture and, um, and, and, uh, and you, <laughs> you think, why, you know, you, you talk to some Jewish people and you think, why can't you see that? Why can't, they celebrate the Passover and you think, oh my word, cannot, can't you see what this was all about? Anyway, that's a, that's a by the by. And, and, and it's, so it's a wonderful picture. And then, and then they, they go out of the promised land uh, under the power of God and being released through the, uh, through the sacrifice of the Lamb. And they come to the Red Sea, and they go to the Red Sea, and the New Testament interprets that as baptism, uh, you know, as being baptised. And, uh, and so then they, they go and wander in the desert for a bit, and then they get to the Promised Land, actually quite quickly. And then they have this choice, to go in to their inheritance, to take it. <laughs> and Joshua is there with Caleb saying, yes, let's go. Let's go. And the other ten are saying, the other ten spies that go in says, no, we can't do this. And so they end up wandering in the desert for 40 years because the people rebel. That isn't, that isn't what God wanted. That isn't what should have happened. That isn't the Christian life depicted. It could be, and it can be, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. That's, we were never designed to live in the desert. There may be desert experiences that we go through 
But actually, we're going somewhere. We're going to inherit. We're going to get to the good things of the land. But that's what God has for us. And what I want to look at in these miniseries is how did Joshua get there? What was it about him? What was, what was in him? What was his characteristics? What, what enabled him to inherit when the rest of them didn't? And so I want to look at him and a few people around him. Katrina, I'm just going to look at a few things about it as well. So I just want to look at a, a couple of things. Yep, still got a bit of time. Good. And the first thing that Joshua saw that the others had missed was that he was a son. You see, he, he understood this relationship with God was no longer slaves. They've been released from slavery. They've been brought into sonship. They've been brought into a relationship with God. And, and Joshua saw that. And he saw, so when he saw the land, and he saw the giants, and he saw Jericho, and he saw all this, he saw it as a son. And he says, do you know what? My father has given that to me. And I'm going to take it because he's promised it. He's promised it. And I'm going to take it because that's what, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm seeing. That's, how, that's my lens I'm working through. Caleb also. The others, they had been released in body, but in their minds, they were still slaves. They were still orphans. And the problem with orphans, and we've talked about this, the problem with orphans is that they can only get what they can achieve for themselves. They've got no, they've got no somebody with them. So they look with orphan eyes and they think, oh, he's rather tall, I'm rather short, I can't do that, I'm going to stay here. It's too risky. And so, and so the orphan eyes of the, te- the ten spies won over. We can't do this. Did you see how tall they are? We, we can't do this. We can't take this land. And it's because they didn't recognise that they were sons and daughters. They didn't recognise that they had been saved, not simply to to become slaves of God. They become uh, sons and daughters of the living God. This is my people. My treasured possession. God kept saying that to them. You're not slaves. You're not people I just order about. You're my treasured possession. Joshua got that. I'm a son. This has been promised. Now we we um, we've experienced that. I've experienced that. My um, in the obvious way, really. My my parents have both uh, passed away, and they had uh, saved up some some money, which I inherited. Um, and, and my and my sister and uh, we all inherited a certain sum of money, and some of it we've been able to pass on to our kids and so on. And it was it was just lovely. It's lovely to know that that now. Uh, my parents also had various people uh, in my, uh, later on in my life uh, my mum was not so well she had a cleaner in the house uh, and uh, and so she used to clean and so she was involved in the, in the family but not surprising she didn't inherit <laughs> she wasn't one of those who inherited because she was she wasn't she, she was a servant in the house she wasn't a son she wasn't a daughter now, had she been adopted, not that was ever going to happen, but had she been adopted, she would have inherited. 
same as us. It would have been shared out equally, but she wasn't. And so we understood, I understood, that we inherited sim- simply because he was my, they were my father and mother. And, and, and as a son, I inherit. Simple as that. I inherit because I'm a son. My sister inherited because she's a daughter. We inherit these things simply because we are sons and daughters of the king. Now, we may have to work for it, we may have to get it, but seeing these things, seeing the promises of God, seeing the good things through the eyes of a son and daughter is so important. Because if we see it through a, a lens of, a, of, a, of an orphan, we won't go for it. Because we think, well, I'm not sure that's ours. It's too difficult. It's too difficult. So, knowing that you're a son, knowing that you're a daughter, knowing that you're loved by a king, by a father, and knowing that the father has an inheritance for you because you are a son or a daughter is vital. And that's what Joshua saw. That's what Joshua saw. Now, the other thing I want to ask you is, what is, I probably should have started with this, what is our inheritance? What can we expect? What, what, what is it that we're looking, what is it we can believe for? Well, I want to look at what did that land represent? What did that land represent to the people of God? When they looked at, when Joshua looked across, and, he, and God has said, this land I'm giving you, what did it represent? Well, it represented a whole load of things. It represented provision. It represented a place of joy. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. What I love about that expression is that they are not the essential. They didn't say a land flowing with wheat and water. <laughs> that is enough for you. You will survive on a bit of bread and some water. No. No, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. I don't really need honey, but I love it. It's, it's sweet and, uh, and milk is great. And, 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 so the, and it's got, you know, and, and then they came back carrying the grapes, didn't they? Massive grape things mentioned in the Bible. This was a plentiful land. It wasn't the bare bones. It wasn't, it wasn't just surviving. No. It was a land of good things. Uh, so it, it represented great provision. It represented joy. It represented hope. This is, this is what you're going for. This is a place, it's a place of rest. It's a place of victory. You're going to defeat these people. It's a place of victory. You're going to defeat, you're going to support everywhere you put your feet, you're going to get. It's a place of victory. It's a place where dreams are fulfilled. Oh, we were hoping one day. Oh, didn't Abraham, didn't, didn't Abraham say something about a land? Didn't he say something? Didn't Moses promise? Didn't, didn't, it's, it's, this is our dream. This is where dreams get fulfilled. This is where the promises are realised. This is what this land's about. Yeah, all those things. It's a place of security. place of intimacy with God. Now, there is battles involved in this. It wasn't plain sailing. Only in heaven do we get the promise of all pain, all sorrow, going. Rob's example of Lily is is a battle that we're going through. It's painful, really painful. 
But I'm so grateful that Rob is relying on the promises of God. So good to hear. We've, whenever we've prophesied and prayed over the young people, and, and I've heard it many times, Lily's prophetic words are amazing. So what God has got for that, for that girl is wonderful. And I remember just chatting to her just a few weeks back, and she came and said, you know what, you, what was said over me? She said, someone else said the same thing. And she could start to see that God yeah. had a wonderful purpose for her. God's got an amazing future for, for Lily. So I've got such confidence. It's a painful process. But God's got great promises over her life, great purpose for her as she grows up. And, yeah. uh, and, so, and so we can... Actually, I'm getting hold of those promises. Yeah, you said something, God. We're claiming that. That's, that is the promised land. That is what you've promised. It's a land of good things. And, uh, and your, your words are never false. It's an inheritance. So, we, so this promised land, this land of good things, mm. was for them to enjoy. And it's for us. It's a picture of what we can anticipate here on earth. It's not perfect. It's never going to be heaven. But it's going to be something like heaven. Because we've received eternal life already. Yeah? And so we can expect those things of of joy, of hope, of victory, of dreams realised, of purpose fulfilled. And they may be personal things in your own life, it may be something you'd love to see affected in our community, it may be things in your family, it may be all sorts of things, everyone's different. And, and when they were allotted the, the land, when they eventually got in there, uh, they were all given a different part of the land. So they were given, you know, the hill country. Some got the hill country. Some, 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 got, some got by the sea. Some got the plains. It was a different type of provision, different type of... But they were still... So each one of us has been given something different in that land. We've all got a different promise. We've all got a different uh, um, outlook. But, but it's going to be full of joy and hope uh, and victory. Yeah. That is what the promised land was about. That is what that Joshua was going to bring the people into. And so, Joshua had that absolute certainty. I'm going to experience this thing. And, what's more, I'm going to take people in. Now for us, uh, we, uh, when I, when I, you know, as I, as I studied these passages and understood more and more as I grew in my Christian walk, understood what, what God was saying there, was, there grew in me and, and uh, uh, various other things happened there was a, a talk on the Joshua generation at one of the Stanley Bible weeks which I was quite impacted by was that I started to believe good things for myself so for our marriage I believed good things for it, for our family for my job, for, for my wife's job so mm. I was believe. this is actually I don't, I don't have to scrub around, I can believe good things I can believe for provision and as that grew, and as we've talked about it, and we actually that, you know, like, we actually, don't, now I've got, actually, I've got now, I've seen it happen, I've now got faith for others. And that's what God wants to bring us into, is that actually to believe for yourself. And then, but then like Joshua to say, actually, no, I'm going to, I'm not only going to, I'm not only going to receive it, but I'm going to, I'm going to see other people get this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out, if you've got no faith, I'm going to bring my faith for your, uh, for your situation, for your family situation, for your job situation. I'm going to bring my faith, because I've seen it happen. And so we can be 
uh, Joshua's, if you like, to other people. Because we've seen something of the goodness of God, we've experienced who God is, we know that we are sons and daughters, and actually, uh, I've got faith for your situation, and we're going to build each other up. Yeah. And so Joshua was there to, 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 to not only bring it for himself, but to bring the people into this. Those that were perhaps struggling, those that couldn't quite see yet. That's what he did. And that's what we're here to do, not just for ourselves. Now there is... Yeah, just to, just, just to make sure that I'm not just... Uh, making this up. In 1 Timothy 6 verse 12 it says, uh, Paul was talking to Timothy, he says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Paul was saying, look, take hold of it. Take hold of it. Get, get, fight the good fight. He's, if you like, alluding to, to Joshua and saying, look, Joshua fought for this. He got it and he, he got it. So fight. Remember the promises. Remember you are a son. Take hold of eternal life. Don't settle for the desert. Don't settle for the desert. And Hebrews 6 verse 12, he says, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. It's a theme that runs all the way through the Bible. Through faith and patience inherit what was promised. God doesn't want us living as sons and doesn't want us living as saved, but as sons and daughters who inherit. But there is another reason, another really important reason why God wants us as his sons and daughters to experience this. He loves us, he wants us to experience the good things, he's a loving father. But it is also vital that when the world sees us, they see a people that are victorious and full of hope and full of joy. That was always God's intent. He took the people of God, he took Israel, and he says, I'm going to display you to the world. So then they will see what I'm like. It says in Isaiah 6, verse 3, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. That's us. That was his people. He was there saying, look, look at them. That dis- they display my splendour. I that was, that just struggled with that when I was growing up. And I was looking at people and, and with the best heart in the world sharing the gospel and saying, oh, come to Jesus and then you can be like me. You think, <laughs> what? And, and, and you, know, like, you know, I think, oh, where's the joy? Where's the hope? Then... <laughs> That's not, that's not what we should be. Not that we should now. I, I don't want. I want to. Uh, you know. I want to be. Uh, doesn't mean that Christians should have the best cars and the best houses and the, and the most riches. Place. Not. I mean. You know. God. God's kingdom is lavish. It's not just enough. He's not. He's not a just enough God. Yeah. Come on. But that doesn't mean that therefore we should go for the for everything and you know live in panelled houses and 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 the measure of 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 someone is how rich they are. That's not, that's not what this is talking about. No. It doesn't mean we settle for... I mean, you know, Pizza Express, brilliant, love it. Uh, it you know, it's a step up from McDonald's, isn't it? 
Quite, quite a few steps up from anyway. But I suppose, why not? Why not go for something really nice? Or, you know, or next time you go... I don't, well, I don't know. Let's just not go there. But um, people's perception of what's good eating is different. Um, but that's, you know, it's great. There's nothing wrong with going somewhere that you, you don't need to go. You could, I mean, Fiola could have ate at home. But actually, she's got a God... She knows a father who loves her Amen. and wants to bless her. Amen. That's great. That's what, we, that's what the world needs to see. They need to see a God who intervenes and blesses, who brings joy and hope, who brings about uh, a people who are, you know, and I, I can remember a song we used to love as, as uh, we used to play loads in the car uh, from Hill Songs. And it actually came out so well in the songs that we sung today, particularly the last one. Um, I can't remember the, the whole thing, but it, it, there's one line in it. It's a really bouncy song, uh, and it's, it's uh, uh, he. What was it? He did it for me. He will do it for you. Amen. If he did it for me, he will do it for you. And it was it was it was a, a song of victory, saying, "Look what God's done for me. Look yeah. look what my life is like. Amen. I'm not I'm not rubbing my, my nose in it, your nose in it. I'm just saying, look, this is what he did for me. He'll do it for you. Mm. He will do it for you. Come to him." Come and, and receive his grace, his mercy, and you know what? You will receive blessing after blessing. Because that's your inheritance. That's what is coming to a child of God. So we are there to display his splendour. We are, a, it says in Isaiah 62, you will be a crown of splendour in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. That's what we to be. That's what God wants us to be. Do you know what? That won't be the case in the desert. The desert place isn't like that. And so the last thing I want us to, to talk about is the desert. You see, we can think, and it may be in some parts of your life, you think, well, I'm, I'm just going to settle for the desert because I've got no faith for anything else and I can't really see past it. I've, I, you know, I've wanted to, to move on from here, but you know what? I'll just settle for the desert. I'll just settle for barrenness in this particular area. I've tried and I've failed, and it's not going to happen. Oh, this is this area is all right. This is okay, but you know what? I've tried for a breakthrough here. It's not happened. This the, the word that was spoken about a, a, a gift that I thought I had, but it's not happening. Or or this ministry that I thought I could do, but it's not happened. You know, it's a bit of a desert. I'll just stay here, and so and so in the mind side, we can we can take on. We we think we've got a full. And it's it's a process. You know, we think, oh, I understand what it is to be a son, and then you look at this area and think, actually, I'm still an orphan here. I still think I'm battling for myself. And Joshua's, you know, Joshua's thing was, don't settle for the desert. I'm not settling for the desert. And when, when he came to give out, the, if you read it through, he came to give out the portions of land, and he went through, oh, Simeon, you've got this, and, and Reuben, you've got that. He didn't go and when, you know, the, the sort of other tribes, oh, Gad, where am I getting? Gad, oh, I've run out. Oh, you, you've got the desert, Gad. I'm sorry, someone had to have it. Someone, you know, there's a big, it's big, big, huge. He didn't say that. Not one of the people inherited the desert. Mm. It wasn't their portion. 
It wasn't their portion. I love Diana. She says this. I don't know if you remember. So she says, she, oh, it's so great when she, when she prays. When she prays. And we're praying about something. And she'll say, it's not your portion. I have such a fight. No, it's not my portion. We were praying about a sickness or a, or a something. And she says, it's not your portion. It's such faith. It's not your portion. Yes. The portion is in the land of good things. That's my portion. Amen. It's not the desert. It's not the desert. And Joshua was convinced of that. He wasn't going to settle for the desert. He wasn't going to settle for anything less than the good things of the land. And he got it. He got it. And, uh, and we're going to look over the next few weeks at some of the characteristics. So we've looked at a few today. We'll look at a few more that we are going to see... And, and as we get there, we are going to be people who get more of the inheritance that God's got for us. That's my prayer. Amen. That's, my, that's, my, that's my belief, is actually we're going to, no, we're going to get hold of this. I'm not going to settle for the desert. I'm not going to settle in any part of my life for a desert experience. Because I'm a son, and I've got an inheritance, and I'm going to go for it. Can we stand? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, that yeah, you're there throughout history. You were there at the beginning. You were there in the Old Testament. You made sure, Lord, the purpose and the plans and the heart of God were, were there all the way through. Lord, thank you that you came and that you died and you rose again to bring about a victory so that the true inheritance that you've got for us could be, oh, Lord, so we could so take hold of it. And so, God, we want to say right now, God, that we want to see through the eyes of sons and daughters who inherit. God, I pray that if there's anyone here who doesn't sure that, that, that their father loves them, that there's intimacy with him to know and to have, God, I pray, open their eyes. Change the lens they view through, that they may see they're a son who inherits, they're a daughter who inherits. And God, I pray... I pray right now for any areas, any people now that are thinking about desert areas in their life, whether it be to do with uh, their family, whether it's to do with their job, whether it's to do uh, with relationships, whether it's to do, uh, Lord, whatever it's to do with, whether it's an area of ministry, whether it's something they're looking for, Lord, whatever it is, God, I pray if they feel there's a, an area of desert, God, I pray that they may now say, the desert is not my portion. Amen. The desert is not my portion. Let's say that together after. Yeah. The desert is not my portion. The desert is not my portion. The desert is not my portion. Jesus, let that hope come right now. That as sons and daughters, we will inherit the good things of the land. The good things that you've got for us, Jesus. The promises over our lives. Or the joy, the hope. The, the, the provision, everything you've got, everything that land stood for, Lord, is for us Amen. to inherit. And God, I pray you'd give us that faith and that perseverance, that patience to believe for that and to go for it. In Jesus' name. Amen.